0: And I'm Morgan. And I'm Emma. And we're your hosts of Tea and a Good Book, a fun read-along podcast for all you book and tea lovers out there. So go grab a cup of tea and join our little book club. Today we're going to be comparing two Halloween vibes between Mooncakes by Suzanne Walker, which Emma read, and Halloween Street by Ray Bradbury, which I read.
1: Um, there will be spoilers ahead for both of these books, just so spoiler warning, and also... Morgan, what tea are you drinking
0: today? I'm drinking the same tea as you, which is a <laughs> jack-o'-lantern frappuccino from uh, Starbucks. It's a pumpkin cream frap. On the board it said a, mo- a mocha drizzle, but they put a caramel drizzle on it.
1: I think it's because they were out of mocha.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was... Which, whack, but okay.
1: <laughs> it was good. Definitely was good. not tea, but it's good. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to get into this? Yep. All right. All right, so tell me about Moon Cakes. Okay, so overall, this book is very cute. It has a really cute, like, witchy aesthetic. Um, I'll describe the basic plot line. So you have this girl named Nova. She is a super cute uh, witch teenager girl. Um, She's being raised by her two grandmothers. Oh, I love that. very much gay and very in love, and it's adorable. I love that. Um, You find out later in the book it's because her parents have passed away. I don't know if they ever specifically say how they passed away, but they, they're they dead. Yeah. Um, And, like, her former friend... um, What's their name? Tam. Their name is Tam. They are an adorable non-binary werewolf. They come back into town after a long time. They, like, moved away as a child and now are back. The, now they're back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And, like, bad things are happening in the neighborhood, magic-wise, so they're trying to figure out what's happening. So, um, my first note on the book is actually a little bit of a criticism, which I wanted to love this book so much, and it's really cute. Like, it is actually adorable, and I would recommend reading it, because it's cute, but, um, and, like, the art style is really cute. But there's something about the way the, the the wolves are drawn in this book that's really... Oh, yeah. It's rough. Yeah,
0: you mentioned it to me before, but I didn't...
1: I didn't. It's a little bit rough. Like, the rest of the art is so cute. Yeah. But the wolves... Like, if you're going to make one of your main characters a werewolf, maybe that's M- something may- you should do if you're good at. Well, like Well, some of the art is stunning and adorable and I love it so much like hold on I need to find there are these little fairy nymphs and there's a picture of all of them towards the back and I just need to find this picture look at how cute all of them are
0: oh that is really cute like
1: these are th- th- so cute and like this art style is gorgeous and so fun and like it's a really cute like coming of age discovering yourself story and like has really nice representation but like The wolf thing was hard to get around, because it's um, Nova, the main character's significant other, Tam, is the werewolf, and they are in almost every page of the- they're not always a wolf, they're usually a human, but this is a character that's in almost every page of the book, yeah. and is a werewolf, so, you know. Also, I don't think I mentioned this, something that I love about this book, um, that- very casually, Nova wears hearing aids. Aww, and it's not like a big like. I feel like a lot of times when characters wear hearing aids, it's like a whole big thing, and you have to hear about their traumatic story. She just wears hearing aids, and it's just like a thing, and it's super cute. And she just has them like she struggles with them a little bit. Like, um I think something happens with them at some point. I don't remember what happened because it took me a long time to read this because I'm bad at reading. But <laughs> she. But it's, like, normal struggles that you'd have with hearing aids as opposed to, like, being someone who's, like, having to deal with, like, the trauma of, like, hearing loss and things like that. It's just really cute. That is really cute. Um, these two are adorable partners. They, it's just has a fun witchy vibe. Um... Basically, the whole thing is one of their neighbors is, like, part of this cult that tries to fuse- that sees werewolves as not humans, and tries to fuse them with demons to, like, use them in their rituals of, like, sacrifice. And the werewolf they're going after is um, Nova's partner.
0: And so that's why they've shown
1: up in town, is actually they've gone to the lengths of they really want to use them specifically- so one of their members um found their mom became their stepdad and like tried to do like to get to them as a werewolf cuz they're a really strong werewolf. Yeah. And so they had to run away from home being like, "Yeah, no, my stepdad is literally trying to kill me." Oh which my is god. So crazy. Yeah. But one of the neighbors basically is and in this little town is a witch who is part of this cult. Yeah. And finds them and is like, "Haha, I've I've got you." kind of thing. Oh my god. And so they have to go and rescue them. Um all of the witches in the neighborhood. Like it's It's a really cute book, but also I feel like it should have been several books. And they should have gone more into detail in each of like the events that happen because I feel like everything is moved through really fast, like the end battle scene goes so fast and like it doesn't feel like there are that many stakes when it should feel like, like more at really stake. High There's literally stake. a person at stake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like it's so cute. Um, I love the whole aspect of like about like finding the place that you belong in the world. I love stories like it's kind of found family, kind of not cuz most of the characters are literally a family to begin with. Yeah. Um I guess it's also... almost
0: like finding your family within your family in a kind
1: of, yeah. In a weird And finding sense. your place in your family also yeah. like also she has th- her cousin Um, who, like, had a magic accident and now he has a pigeon head.
0: That's really unfortunate. If my cousin
1: had a pigeon head, I would not talk to them anymore. Because I
0: don't trust pigeons. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, also, something they don't explain very well that I really wanted them to explain more was, um... So you find out halfway through the book, there's... What is the holiday? I want to be able to say what holiday is happening. Um... it's let me see let me see let me see it's i know it's right around here it has to be um because they're making the moon cakes for this holiday oh it's oh i don't know how to say that Suka, Suka? It's Sukkah, sucka is s-u-k-k-a-h
0: I have no clue. It's a
1: mid-autumn festival. Anyways, um Nova's parents are able to come back as ghosts. And Aww. it's really cute and they imply that this is something that they do regularly. At least to me, with like, "Oh yeah, they can come back on holidays," is what Nova says. Yeah. But then she gets upset because her mom finds out that she didn't go away because part of a witch's training is they have to go away from their family for a year yeah and she decided she didn't want to do that because she was afraid that if she left something would happen to her grandparents which is fairly reasonable because it's kind of implied that like her parents went off and did something like magical and heroic and that's how they died yeah so she's like yeah i don't want to leave them because what if i die what if you die like we need to stay together as a family we're this is all we have yeah but then her ghost mom gets mad and is like all witches have to leave home you can't this is highly unconventional you have to make her leave and everyone else is like no she doesn't have to leave like leave her alone yeah and then her mom is like um maybe it was too early for me to start visiting for us to start visiting like is the line they say but but like That was very confusing to me because it made it seem like... I'm like, wait, they haven't been visiting this whole time because they've been dead for years. Yeah. Because um, when when Nova was a child, um, they show her with her grandmothers raising her. So, like, her parents have been dead most of her life. So, like, I'm like, why haven't they been visiting? Like, that's weird. Yeah. That, like, you think they would be visiting at, like, every holiday. Yeah. Um... And, like, she gets upset, rightfully so, because her parents are... Specifically, her mom is very upset about the whole witch thing. Yeah. By the end of the book, she decides that she's gonna go and do her training out in the world, which is another... It feels like a very... It... There wasn't, like, character development specific to that. Yeah. And I wish I could have seen more character development. Like, again, this is such a cute book. I just wish it had been... Like three or four books, and gone more into detail in all of the like the things, yeah, learn more of all of the stories um like it's it's very- it's a very cute story, you just wish that it it was more, yeah, like it was a little bit lacking, that's fair, also like. Her grandmas are apparently the guardians of, like, the, these, like, ma- magical forest creatures. Aww, I love they, that. they, like, it's absolutely adorable, but they, like, barely mention it. It's, like, That would have been really cool. Like, you see the, them at the very beginning at the very, and at the very end. Yeah. And then it's not mentioned. I, w- I wish you could learn more about the lesbians who take care of the forest. Like, that's what I want to know about. Yeah, that's... So all in all, I would, I think I would genuinely recommend it. It's just, I don't think I'd read it more than once. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah.
0: As for the Halloween tree, <laughs> I actually genuinely enjoyed it. I also just genuinely, I enjoy Ray Bradbury's work. um. So I kind of knew that I was going to like it. Um. I will say, like, sometimes there are points where his writing is just... A little confusing, um, but you just kind of have to get like through that. And so basic, the basic plot is, um, I think it's, let's see, two, four, six. It's eight boys. It's Halloween night and they're all going out to go trick-or-treating. I should also mention this is in 19... this is written, I think, in 1972. Yeah, 1972. And like the cover has very nineteen seventy two costumes on here, mm-hmm. um, but they all go out and go trick or treating and as they just start, they realize that one of their friends is missing. um so they go to their friend's house and their friend is like, and this friend, they all make a really big point, like Halloween is his holiday, like this is his thing, like a big thing for him, and they go up to his ho- to his house and he's not in costume. And he's like super low on energy and they're like, dude, are you okay? Like what's, what's going on? And he's like, I'll be out there soon. Just start without me. It's fine. I'll meet up with you guys. And so they run um, down the street and they go to this really spooky looking house that has a Halloween tree and it has pump. it has a bunch of jack lanterns on it. I think, um, it said that it had like a thousand jack-o'-lanterns and um, basically they meet Mr. Mr. Um and Mr. Mon- they talk to him for a minute and he's all like, well, is this going to be a trick or a treat? What do you boys want? Um, and they're like, wait, we have to wait for Pimpkin. Pipkin, 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 which is their friend who's uh, lagging behind. And so they're waiting for him and they see Pipkin and Pipkin is stolen away oh my by gosh. like essentially kind of like darkness. Um, and so Mr. Montroud and the eight boys travel through time to go find Pipkin <laughs> That's cool. It's actually super cool. So they first make like a kite with a bunch of different, um, I don't want to say animal parts, but it's different like pictures of animals and it's the different parts of the animal. Um, and so they all get on this kite and they first arrive in Egypt and they arrive in the pyramids and this is, and one of the boys is dressed as a mummy. And so he gets to meet a mummy, and they find out that Pipkin is actually currently being entombed into a pyramid. Oh, wow. (laughs) They find this out very quickly. Um, And there's also a guy that's dressed up as an ape man, and this is when Mr. Montrose is talking about death and is basically like, this was their Halloween. Halloween was every day for them. This is a normal thing. Um, and so Pipkin gets pretty much stuck in the tomb because, you know, they enclose it. And so they're like, well, what do we do now? We can't, we can't go in there now. So then they go on and they're looking, um, to like Greek and Ro- or Greece to Greek, to Greece and Rome. And they see kind of like how they treat They're dead usually around the fall time. Um, And then eventually, I think they make it to like England. Um, And they see a pagan god who is a pagan god and a bunch of druids, and they're doing their thing. And then in comes some Romans trying to kill the druids and kill the pagan god um and then as they're like setting up the roman god statues those are all melted away to become christianity it was actually a really cool part of the book and one of the boys is dressed as the pagan god unintentionally but is still dressed like a pagan god um and then they go to i believe Germany somewhere else in Europe and they see witches and they see they don't see any of the actual horrors that happen to witches but they kind of get the gist Mm -hmm. and one of the boys is dressed as a witch (laughs) so basically all of them are dressed as something that they're gonna see um and then they go from that to the Notre Dame one of them is dressed as a gargoyle (laughs) Um, and they see Pipkin as a gargoyle and that's the first time that they really get to like speak to Pipkin and they're like, Pipkin, what do we do? Where are we going? What, like what's going on? Um, I should also mention that they're like flying on brooms at certain points. This is such a cool book. Um, or short story, I guess. I don't know what you would call this, but, um, so they all talk to Pipkin for the first time. Um, get some answers, and then Pipkin is whisked away yet again. <laughs> and so, uh, in the farthest distant, Mr. Mont- Montrout, I think he's supposed to be like the spirit of Halloween. I he's not like an actual person because he it, his body goes through a lot. <laughs> um, he recognizes that he's going to Mexico. And so they get onto another kite, I think. Yeah. They get onto another kite. They fly over Ireland, and one of the boys is dressed as a beggar. And they see a bunch of beggars. And he's like, wait, stop, I want to see them. And then he's like, Mr. Montron's like, no. <laughs> We're going to Mexico, dude. Um, So they go to Mexico, and the main character, uh, Tom, who is dressed as a skeleton... They kind of learn a bit about, um, the Day of the Dead. They see a bit more of, like, how that, um, is celebrated. Um, they get the little, um, I think it's, like, candy skulls with their names written on it. I don't know if that's an actual, like, Day of the Dead thing. But that's how they, uh, how Bradbury kind of wrote it out on here, in here. Um... And they see that they have Pimpkin's skull, but they don't, they can't find him in Mexico. They're like, where are you, dude? Um, So finally, I think they hear him in a very soft distance. And they're whisked back to somewhere. I don't know where. And Pimpkin is in a catacomb. And they have to get him out. And there's like a bunch of like mummies and Pipkin is like, I can't leave. They're going to get me. And the boys are like, well, we can't go in because that's scary. And in comes Mr. Montroud with Pipkin's sugar skull and is like, all right, boys, there's only one way to save your friends. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, but you have to give up one, one year of your life to save him. And so he breaks the skull into a couple different pieces for them to eat. And they all, like... They contemplate it. They think for about one second and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to do it because we want to like yeah. save our friend. Um, so they do, they eat the skull, Pipkin comes running and just yeets out of the catacombs and they're like, wait, dude, no, <laughs> where are you going? Um, and then Mr. Montroud is like, all right, let's go. And they're like, did we save him? Did we not? Um, and they're back in Illinois where they started at Mr. Montron's house. And he is like, all right, well, go to his house and find out if he's okay. (laughs) So they do. And they found out that he was actually just in the hospital getting his appendix out and he's okay.
1: (laughs) That's really fun. It's
0: so fun. This is so fun. I don't know why this isn't like a more common Halloween book that people talk about i don't know because like i certainly never read about it or heard about it as a kid i mean this may be not it i don't want to say it's not appropriate for like first graders it might be a little scary for first graders but like once you get to like fourth grade like this could be a really fun book to read with the class yeah um granted like some of his um Some of the things that he writes out might be a little difficult for like a fourth grader to like fully get. But like this, I saw, I, when I first started reading it, I kind of got a little worried because I was like, I wonder if there's going to be something that's not so okay in here. Because I kind of read a little bit, um, like about the plot and that they go to a bunch of different countries to learn about the true meaning of Halloween. Um, and I looked up some other people's reviews and everybody, one person said they were like, I don't know why this isn't like the Christmas carol of Halloween because, you know, Christmas carol, like they're learning about the real meaning of Christmas, but through Christmas spirits. This is learning about the real meaning of Halloween, but through somewhat kind of through history. Yeah. So I think that that they're totally right. This would have been such a fun book for kids to read.
1: I also like that these ones at the front make like a little skull. Right. I think it's, it's so supposed
0: cool. to be um I think the that all together I think it's supposed to be Mr. Montroud right oh. there. Oh. That's what I'm starting to think. I'm not too sure, but yeah. No, I loved this book. It was such a fun read. It really it, it, it was perfect for Halloween. And it's, like, it's not scary. It's not like you're walking through a haunted house. You know, you don't really have any, like, super spooky moments. Like, there's a couple where it's, like, oh, God, what's going to happen next? But it's it's fun. And we need to be making this a uh, Halloween tradition yes. for people now. <laughs> I'll probably make all my friends read it because I, I wanna really read it. enjoyed it. So, Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess mine just feels... Mine is definitely specifically Halloween. Yeah. It's literally in the name. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like yours is a good, like... Ooh, excuse my leg cracking. Um, I feel like yours is definitely good for, like, people who are in the Halloween mood year-round. Yes. But this one's definitely good to get, like, people into the Halloween mood during October. I agree. And also good for, like, getting people to learn more about Halloween in a very vague, but still kind of their sense.
1: Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. Anything else you gotta say? No. I don't got anything else to say. All right. So. So. Let's talk about season two real quick. Season two. Okay. So, yes, it's true. This is the last episode of season one. Yay! Two years in the making. (laughs) I know. Um, So we are just going to be calling this episode, last episode of season one. Um, We will be taking a couple month break because we're tired college students. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Emma just started a new job, which is super exciting but um life is just very hectic for the two of us right now so
1: yeah we're gonna be taking a break now and then restarting after the new year
0: yeah so hopefully you'll be seeing us again next year with some fun new content and um a nice fun better updated uh podcast
1: yes That is also part of, we're going to be working on the tech issues we've been having recently that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. um, Which we're sorry about. We're trying to figure it out too. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to fix
0: our tech issues. We're going to be trying to be more active on our website and social medias. Um, Hopefully like our intros and outros will be slightly different um, and everything will be hopefully a nice... Updated version of this podcast. Yes, so, I'm very excited. Me too. It'll be a great. I'm also really excited to just sleep for these next two months. Well, sleep, do school, then work. But yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> the same difference. <laughs> so, I think that's all I've got.
1: Same here. All right. All right. <laughs> Alright guys, keep an eye on our social media- our socials, oh yeah. our Instagram is at t underscore plus underscore goodbooks, and our Twitter is at t plus goodbook. Um, keep an eye out for any updates on season two, and for our next season's book list we're gonna be dropping. And this is the end of season one, so we'll be
0: back with season two in 2022, so we will see you all very, very soon. I'm Emma and I'm Morgan and And that's that's the tea. tea!